I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 35 and I'm excited to start out the year 2021. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I feel like I haven't been recording for a while. I think it's been over a month. So this has been fun. I was able to get my son all settled at... BYU, which is kind of fun. So first, I want to welcome anybody who is new listening to my podcast. This week, um, I had, so I get numbers weekly from my podcast host, and they kind of let me know how many downloads I've received. And I had the most downloads just this past reported just this past Monday that I've ever had. And I was like, what the heck? I haven't even put anything out. I haven't like posted anything on social media. So I'm grateful you all are here. I did send out all my Christmas cards to friends and mentioned I had this podcast. So maybe that was really good. So thank you anyone who's a new listener for listening and anyone who's been listening the whole time Thank you. Or I've had a few friends tell me they've been binge listening. So again, I can't thank you all enough for just spending a little time with me each week. That also just getting that info that I had a lot of people listening or a lot more people right now. I, you know, whatever that means to me, it was a, it was a good amount. And I was feeling kind of unmotivated. I wasn't sure where I was going or what I wanted to do with this podcast. And so that really helped me kind of help me get in a more motivated place. So again, thank you all. I am going to keep going and keep telling stories and telling you about things that I've learned. And hopefully that's going to help you too. So first, I wanted to just do a little review And this may be for those of you who are new, but I wanted to just share uh, a few things that I've really enjoyed learning this year Um, because I've shared a lot of stories and I've shared things that I've learned throughout my marriage and being a mom. Um, But there were a few things this year that were kind of new and I did some research and I found really fascinating and fun. And so I'm just going to go back And kind of share the things that I've kind of learned and really tried to implement into my life. So I think the most favorite thing I've done this year is started a gratitude journal. So if you remember, if you've listened or if you haven't, go back and listen to episode 20, which is on gratitude. And 
at the time that I recorded that episode, I really was feeling like, uh, this is this never ending COVID stuff. And I just wasn't feeling very happy or motivated. And I was just trying to figure out what would help me get into a better place in my head because then I thought it had been a long time and now it's been like 10 months and it had only been like four months. So it honestly has been what I would say a life preserver really for me. And like, you know, my son who was kind of joking, he just says, you know, I just feel like I've been on spring break for the past 10 months. And then on top of all the crazy things with COVID that has happened, we've just had so many things with uh, the presidential elections and the social injustice and then the riots and the thing at the Capitol that just happened. And then not to mention losing my mom this past summer. So I just have to say that keeping a gratitude journal has really kept my mind in such a better place. And I have to be honest, I'm not really the best at doing it every day. What I do is I created like just a Google Doc and I do it a week at a time. So I just put the date and then I, I go from Sunday to Saturday. And so there are some weeks where I'm literally doing the whole week and I go back, but I really actually enjoy sitting down and thinking about my week and then writing down all the things that I remember that I was super grateful for. And it just helps my head and it helps me get into this better place to be reminded about all of the things that happened that I was grateful for. And then what I find also interesting about that is when I've been keeping this gratitude journal, I've noticed that I've also been able to see all these like tender mercies that the Lord has, has kind of given me these little things, these little blessings. So if there's something that you want to start up, I would encourage everybody to just start keeping a gratitude journal or a list or just something that you're living in a grateful more grateful state. Now, there are a lot of things that I could be better at, like writing my thank you notes. I've tried to be just more aware of being grateful for things that have happened and grateful for others. And it, it really does. It really has helped me a lot. So that is one of my most favorite things that I have learned this way. And I, I guess I've always known that gratitude is important, but I think when I did that podcast and there was like the 10 benefits of gratitude listed that I found, and it really does make a difference in your brain, writing things down, like physically thinking about them, even though you might think in your head, oh, I'm so grateful for that. And even sometimes when I say my prayers, I say I'm, things that I'm grateful for that getting rid of that or not getting rid of it, because I don't know if we can get rid of it, that I was going to say getting rid of that negative bias, but kind of balancing it out so you can see the good things that have happened because it's so easy to see all the negative. So, so easy. So that has been a really awesome 
thing that I have kept on doing since I did that episode, which I think was back in July. Okay, so speaking of being grateful, I also have to just say I have to continually be grateful for the book, Girl, Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis, because she has, uh, it helped motivate me to just get going and to set aside time to find purpose and meaning just with motherhood and beyond motherhood with myself. So sometimes it's easy to get lost in motherhood, especially, I guess, I don't know if this is especially, but having five kids, it's just can be, it's a lot. And so I was grateful for this opportunity to take a minute and to think and to dream and then to just keep that ball rolling. So that's another great episode. I think it's six. Um, if you want to listen to that, if you need some motivation to get moving on something that you've been wanting to do, but just haven't done it. So I really am grateful that I've done this and I'm trying to decide this year, what else do I want to do? And then how do I make that happen by making sure I set aside time in my schedule? Okay, one of the surprising things that I learned this year was from my expectation series. So that was episode 24 through 27. And I initially was going to talk about what I learned from President Nelson's wife, Dancil Nelson, how she had the statement that she had no expectations of her husband. And I was like, what? How can you not have any expectations, right? So then... As I was doing research, not only into what she thought, but just about expectations in general. And there's just so many ways we can have expectations. And so then I was able to turn it into this series. And I guess my favorite thing I learned was when I was researching like expectations of things and what makes things cool, like why we think things are cool. And I notice that I say that a lot, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did this or had this? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> and I just think it was so interesting to learn that cool, this idea of cool really has been researched and the people who are marketing and they, they all know. And I also love learning about the formula that was created by Raymond Lowy on how to make things cool. Like he had this formula, which was Maya, most advanced yet acceptable. So something that looks familiar, but is advanced or something that is advanced yet looks familiar kind of thing. I really just thought that was so cool. So that one I think is episode 25, but I really liked the whole series. And then I also liked in that same one, the things that are cool, it was um, the TED Talk by Caleb Warren about what he decided. He did research. I don't know if he did his dissertation about what makes things cool. And he said, cool equals appropriate autonomy. So you're not too far out of the norm, but you're like totally okay with yourself and kind of doing things a little bit different, but not too crazy. And that makes you cool. 
But the thing about being cool, it's interesting is you can't try to be cool because then then you're not cool if you're like trying. Yeah, because he said coolness is a reward of status when you're willing to go appropriately outside of the norm. So I just think it's funny. Um, I think it's funny because lately I've been feeling a lot less cool with my kids because so there have been instances where I've felt old. Like I've thought that, yeah, I'm keeping up with my teenagers and whatever, except there are times where I literally just didn't get it. So this past week, (laughs) we're texting back and forth with my daughter who's on her mission. And on Mondays, we get a text. And so one of her texts was, yeah, we had these fire churros. And my response was, what are fire churros? (laughs) And she like emojis the super like the crying laughing because she was just saying, yeah, they're fire, meaning they're awesome, which I know, right? Everyone's been saying that. Dude, that was fire. But maybe in a text, I was like, are those like spicy churros? Oh, man, everyone's like, mom, oh, my gosh. (laughs) So if you don't know what fire means, fire is awesome and not spicy. Unless you have like fire jalapenos or whatever. Okay. Anyway, so that was really funny. Um, me feeling less cool. I, I also had another time, this was, I don't know, a couple years ago. And this is the same daughter. She's laughing and she's like laughing at me or something. And she's like, oh, I'm so dead. I'm dead. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you dead? Like, did you have an assignment due? What do you mean you're dead? And then she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so dead. That's so funny, mom. And I didn't get it for a while, but so I'm so dead, meaning that's so funny. I'm dying. That's what that means. If you are unfamiliar with that lingo as well, but I got that a couple years ago. But again, there have been times where I have been very uncool with my kids and I'm, I'm cool with being uncool with my kids. So the other thing I really enjoyed about that episode about finding out what's cool is that that we're influenced by like we want to be in a community and so sometimes we'll go to certain places or have certain things because we want to be in that community if that makes sense so it was really funny my sister-in-law calls me and she's like oh my gosh I just listened to your episode about like things and being cool And I just have to tell you the story. So she tells me about this story. She, um, the year before, she had come across these Christmas runners that she thought were cute, but just they weren't for her. And so she was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said the next year, somehow they got to be really big. Like there was this big push for these runners and everybody's getting these cute Christmas runners. What she already decided she didn't really find that just wasn't for her. Yeah, they were cute, but she didn't, she didn't like them. And so anyway, (laughs) she said, I would see all these posts about these Christmas runners on Instagram and um, I'd see them more and more in stores. And I was confused how I kind of started wanting to get these runners where I knew I didn't really want the runners, but it was just all this marketing and like 
oh, if you're cool, you'll have this cool Christmas runner in your house. Look. And she said, it is a total real thing. How before when they weren't very big, I was like, yeah, that's not, I, I'm, I mean, they're cute, but it's totally just not my style or whatever. But then as they're just everywhere, she's like, maybe I should get them. Are they cool? Maybe they're cuter than I thought. <laughs> she said, I was so tempted, but I didn't end up getting it. But I just thought that was a good example of things that like somehow were drawn to buy things because they're cool or lots of people think they're cool. Anyway, so that was another fun thing that I learned this year. Okay. Now, the other thing that I've really, that has really helped me was reading the book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. Now, I share a little bit about this book in episode 19. Um, I didn't really think I was a big worrier, but this year, it's so easy to worry about like so many things. Okay, does everyone have your mask? Did you wash your hands? And all these things that you could worry about just with COVID and then all the stuff with school and there's just so many things that you could go crazy worrying about. So I think I've noticed that I also have been really anxious about my kids and their future and what's happening to them and it's really easy to kind of project and worry. So um, one thing it suggested in there was kind of go to worst case scenario accept worst case scenario, prepare for worst case scenario, and then you don't have to really worry. You're prepared if that is the worst thing that could happen. So I have done a little bit of that. I don't know if I'm totally prepared, but my mind, I guess, is prepared for worst case scenario. But then I also love going to the opposite, going to best case scenario. And that is way more fun. Like, why do I need to worry about bad things happening? Why can't I be excited about what if like the most awesome thing happened? What if like if I'm worried about something bad happening to my kids or them not making friends or whatever, what if I think, oh my gosh, what if they like find their most best friend? This is going to be their lifelong friend or whatever it is I'm worrying about. It is so much more fun and also totally available because we don't know what's going to happen when we're worrying. And I find I'm so I'm way more motivated when I think about let's go to best case. What could be some awesome things that could happen instead of some bad things? And that helps me relax and get excited. So the other thing that it suggests in that book is to like write everything down and make sure you get to the truth of what you're really worrying about and then make a plan and make a decision and you can go forward. So sometimes if I notice that I'm like spinning in my head about something I'm worrying about, I'll, I'll just get it all out, write it down, find the truth of it, make a plan and sometimes just getting it out of your head, you kind of see either that's really ridiculous. Why am I even worrying about that? Or I'm able to make a plan so that I don't have to worry about whatever it is. So, and there's so much more in that book. There's about like way, ways to think, your mind and all this stuff. So if you haven't read that book, 
It is really, really good. And it's crazy how relevant it is when it was written 70 years ago, and it's still totally relevant to today. And even the first, like the preface, I'm amazed. It was written, I think he talks about how he was in New York City in 1909 and just in this yucky apartment that he didn't like and yucky job that he didn't like. And it just felt totally normal. Like it would be, it would have been like today. Um, anyway, such a good book. And it's totally like, I think it's maybe a couple dollars on Amazon if you want to buy it or just take, check it out from the library. So one side note, um, if you remember in that episode, I talk about my Dollar Tree debacle and how I got like it doubled my orders and I couldn't cancel them. And I just kept on getting like a bajillion boxes and it all ended up working out, but I was just so worried and stressed. And like, I wish I had had all these strategies already back then. And what is so funny? Listen, you guys. So at the beginning of November, we're kind of in this groove of hybrid school. So everything's going pretty well. So I have this meeting with my youngest daughter's in fifth grade in elementary school and I have a meeting with her principal and vice principal about getting the PTA going a little bit because hey things are going well there's not we've been doing hybrid school for I don't know it'd been like I think we started second quarter so it had been a few weeks so they wanted to do something that would feel normal for the kids and they're like would you be able to do the Santa shop or the holiday shop is what we call it and I was like, oh, how are we going to do that? And she just talks about, well, we're not doing lunch and we could spread it out really big in the cafeteria. And then because there's, you know, half of the students are even here and then half of them. So half of the students are all online and half of them are hybrid. So it would be like six people would be shopping at a time, which you can totally do. And she's like, and we can just have a lot of the helpers at school with the shoppers and maybe one PTA people so we don't have to worry about extra people in the school. And so, all right, we had this plan and I was like, okay, well, I, I there was a lot of things left over and I went and I did an inventory and I go and I check everything out and I put an order into Dollar Tree. Now, listen to this. <laughs> when I opened my account, because you like sign in, it literally had the stuff still in my cart, like the 52 items, which were like boxes of like 24. So really it's like thousands of items in my cart. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to go so bad. So I was like, I'm just going to make a list of the things that I need to buy. And I'm going to call in this order because I don't want it to go crazy. So that's what I did. I called in the order. I got everything put in and it was all awesome. And I did it early enough so that the, it could ship to the store. So shipping was free. And then they decided that no one was going to go back to school after Thanksgiving. Or actually, they it was the week before Thanksgiving. We're going to all online before Thanksgiving and then we're going to stay that way till the end. So we had to cancel it and I put in the order. 
Ah! But because I had my, like, the strategies from this book, I knew I didn't have to worry. I could, so I went to worst case scenario and I said, okay, well, worst case scenario, I can't take any of this stuff back. And really that wouldn't have been bad. It would just be, you could have stock for next year and I'm not going to be in the elementary school next year. So they would have a little head start. So, hey, that would be fine. And best case scenario, I can just return everything. So I had to call Dollar Tree again uh, and tell them what happened. And they just told me that what you can do is it's called abandon the order. So it still has to get all shipped. Like it can't stop it, I guess. But once it gets to the store, you can just call and let them know what happened and why you need to cancel. And then they'll just like allow the store to sell those items. So that's what we did. So I was able to return them. No big deal. But I just thought that was so funny. But I didn't worry and stress. It was totally just like, okay, either way. Okay, so that was, what did I say episode that was? 19, if you want to go check that one out. And that has really, really helped me. Okay, the other episode that has really helped me also talk with my kids was kind of talking about being a loser. (laughs) And that sounds really funny right now, but in episode 18, it talks about how We all have value and worth no matter if we win or lose a game or we fail at something, right? We're here to gain experience and that we're all children of God with infinite value. And our value, how awesome we are, doesn't necessarily have to equal our successes. We're just awesome. I thought it was funny. We played some games over Christmas break and I noticed myself getting really intense and like, oh my gosh, my husband always wins and I always lose. And always and never are really big words like incorrect thinking patterns, which I've learned about. But um, I just thought it was so interesting that I kind of got in my head a little bit. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why am I losing? So it was funny. I got super intense and had to walk away. And then they we were playing Nerds. I don't know if anyone knows that game, but we taught our kids how to play and we had so much fun just playing with them over Christmas break. And um, I just had to walk away and I thought it was so funny because they like, <laughs> my husband and my son like stacked my deck so I would win the next <laughs> the next game and so I was just laughing and realized this is silly like even if I lose I'm still great and worth and it is easy to to fall into that but um, as my daughter says mom that's an LL it's a life lesson to learn from losses our value never changes we're always of infinite value because we are children of God okay The last thing I'm going to mention today that I found really fascinating and fun to learn about this year was 
learning about the idea of the belief window. So I mentioned this in episode 29 and 30, and my son Luke had come home from his mission and he shares this talk that was given like sometime in the 80s by Hiram Smith, who was the big Franklin Covey guy. He was the Franklin part. He started the Franklin Planners, and he just talked about how all throughout our life, we start, we just put these ideas in our heads and we start creating beliefs. And sometimes we don't even question these beliefs or even realize that we're doing them. And it's just like the talk was so good. And then I read the book and it's just so helpful to realize that you are creating your reality with the beliefs you have in your head. And that you can actually really question them. And even what I loved about it is if it's giving you pain, then it might be an incorrect principle. And I just love that idea that that if we have a correct principle, we should be finding inner peace, if that makes sense. Anyway... If you listen to the episode, you found out that, you know, as I was really, I was trying to like apply this. And so I really did sit down and pray. And I was thinking, what are some incorrect principles I have on my belief window? Like what are things that have, you know, are providing me pain? And then I don't know if it was the next day or when it was, and I'm walking down the stairs and I mentioned this, how I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this house is such a mess. I work so hard to try to clean up and it doesn't seem to even make a difference. And what I get a whispering from the spirit is, do you, do you really work your hardest? Because I'm pretty sure if you did work your hardest and cleaning your house, your house would be perfectly clean. And that's not, I mean, the spirit was just, it was literally like a do you? And then I was like, well, if I really did work my hardest, I would be able to keep my house clean because I would be cleaning all day and it would be clean. And it's just helped me relax. It's helped me like, well, if I want to work my hardest, then my house will be clean. If not, I'm going to choose to do these other things and not be annoyed by my house. So, yeah. That has really just, oh, it's such a little things. And then, you know, I put these little sentences. I have this mirror in my bedroom and I have all these sticky notes on it. (laughs) And sometimes it's a little too much, but it's just so nice when you're like, okay, my self-worth is not dependent on the cleanliness of my house. And if I really wanted my house to be clean, I could probably work really hard and it would be clean. So stop whining. (laughs) So those are all the things that I've learned this year. And if you, if you're new and want to go back to listen to those episodes, um, and my website, I'll, you know, on my show notes, I'll kind of link what I referenced from today. But if you want to share with me things that you have learned from me, I love getting little emails and phone calls or from friends of mine who have said, you know, I'm really grateful for this you said. 
And I love hearing that, that I, that some of you have found it helpful as well of the things that I'm learning. So I'm going to continue on. I really have been grateful for all the things I've learned and how I've grown from this podcast in the year 2020, despite it being completely and utterly different from what, how I thought it would go. And I guess the greatest thing about this podcast is I am able to learn something and then I try to share it with you and that helps me learn it even more because as you learn something and then you try to share it with someone, it kind of sticks with you. So if there was one piece of advice I would have to give all of you today is to start a gratitude journal or a practice of that type of gratitude, however you want to do it. A gratitude jar, gratitude poster, whatever is helpful. I think that has probably been one of the most helpful things for me this year. All right, guys, I am looking forward to learning new things this year and and also making sure that the things I've already learned kind of takes root and keeps on growing. And if you have any topics or ideas you want me to cover, reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. So have a great week and I will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 